A quick disclaimer, I am in no way a medical professional, nor is any of what I discuss medical advice or opinion. This episode features personal anecdotes and personal reflections and takeaways. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Perfect Porridge, the podcast where we talk about navigating young adulthood and discovering what's just right for me. I'm your host, Catherine, and I am so excited to be talking with you all on the second episode of season two. Thank you all for your patience this past week. I know we usually have episodes every Friday, but as some of you know, if you follow me on social media, I have had COVID for the past week, so uh, (laughs) I was not well enough to record and release an episode last Friday. I'm feeling better now. I'm on, it'll be day 10 tomorrow, or I guess today. (laughs) I'm recording this on a Thursday, so it'll be day 10 uh, tomorrow, Friday. But anyways, I want to start pre-recording episodes again. I did that at the beginning of Perfect Porridge, but I stopped halfway through season one because I realized that there would be things that would happen in my life or things that I would post that I would miss out on talking about because I'd already recorded three weeks earlier. So now I record weekly. And like I said, I'm recording this on a Thursday. Normally I record a little bit earlier, but (laughs) like I said, I've had COVID. Give me a break. Give me a break. Anyways, thank you again. And I'm glad to be here with you all now feeling much better than I did a week ago. Today, we are continuing with a topic that we started talking about in the last episode with my sister, Elizabeth, which is boundary setting. So what are boundaries? What do they mean? When should they be set? To me, boundaries are ways of communicating your needs. Setting a boundary is a way of saying to someone, hey, this is a request I have. This is a need that I need met in order for me to feel safe and secure in this relationship. Many times boundaries are great tools in relationships and they help us form meaningful connections with people. And other times, I think we set boundaries out of fear or trauma from a past relationship and sometimes those boundaries aren't even really boundaries as much as they are demands or restrictions. In my opinion, Properly set boundaries are meant to support a relationship rather than hinder it. They're meant to help a relationship grow rather than put limitations on it. I want to give you all two examples of boundaries that I've set in the past few years, because I always find that giving examples helps me understand something and, and ground it in a real experience, you know? So the first example is one that I always laugh at when I remember it. (laughs) I'll set the scene. It's either my freshman or sophomore year of high school. And my then boyfriend, I'm pretty sure, I think we were dating. I'm pretty sure we were dating. Because when I think back and I try to remember the exact month, I'm like, we had to have been dating during the scenario, which you'll understand why. But... I cannot remember if we were actually dating or not. Regardless, I mean, we were on and off for all of high school, so it was at some point in which we were speaking to each other. (laughs) 
I was with one of my friends. We were having a sleepover. And I remember getting a Snapchat from him. We will call him Joseph. We will call my high school ex Joseph. (laughs) And we had been snapping back and forth a bit all night. So I opened this one. And I remember this clear as day. It's on his, it's a photo of a sticky note and it's on his fridge. I'm pretty sure his parents had a black fridge and it's a yellow sticky note. And on the sticky note is written in pencil, I believe. I love you with a smiley face. I freaked out. (laughs) I absolutely, I lost my shit. I immediately called him and I proceeded to tell him over and over for about 15 minutes that he could not say that to me. I was so adamant. I was just like, no, no, you can't, you can't do this. You can't do this. This is why I'm like, we must have been dating or at least it was a time. It was very early on. That's why I said it was like our freshman or sophomore year of high school. That was me setting a boundary. But it was not me doing so well. And I wasn't doing so to help our relationship. In fact, I think I was hurting our relationship because I was telling him indirectly that he couldn't... No, not even... I was telling him directly that he couldn't express his feelings to me. It would have been one thing for me to say that I wasn't ready to say that back or to express that maybe those sentiments made me uncomfortable, but that's not what I did. I just told him, you can't say that to me. Don't say that to me. Most of our relationship was me making demands like that or being argumentative because I had learned a lot of things from my parents' relationships and relationship, just their relationship, (laughs) and in the media that I was consuming that wasn't healthy. And I really think that it prevented us from getting closer. My, my attitude, my approach in most of our relationship, that is. The second example of boundary setting I have is much healthier <laughs> and was years later and is more of what I believe a boundary should look like. I don't think that first example was even a boundary, really. It was more like a brick wall that I built. <laughs> This next boundary I set with my parents. For some context, for all of my life, my parents have spoken to me and my sisters about the other parent. They would complain about fights or something that the other one did to annoy them or just essentially, you know, vent to us. And it put my sisters and I in really awkward positions because we are indirectly being asked to take sides between our parents. And after 20 years of this, I eventually was like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't like it. (laughs) So I asked each of them individually to stop talking to me about the other one, unless it was to talk about something like an important life update, like a surgery or job promotion or really anything that wasn't negative. Like you can talk to me about the other parent as long as it's not a negative thing. I didn't want to be my parents' sounding board anymore. That's not a child's responsibility. They both agreed, and they pretty much, they've pretty much respected it since, which I greatly appreciate, and I think our relationships have grown because of it. 
So how do you set a boundary? Before I give you my formula, I want to remind everyone that, like I said at the beginning of this episode, like I say at the beginning of every episode, I am not a medical professional. Can you hear the birdies outside? Sorry, (laughs) I got distracted. I hear birds. Do you hear it chirping? (laughs) Anyways, I'm not a medical professional. This formula, or I guess tactic is a better word for it, I did learn from my therapist, and it is what I use in most of my boundary setting, but it was a tip that was given to me individually. Could it work for other people? Yes, absolutely. And the tip isn't specific to me, I don't think. But I wanted, you know, I want to make note beforehand because I think a lot of people go to therapy and they hear things from their therapist that are specific to them and their circumstances. And then they take it and they share that advice or statement on the internet as a blanket term. And people end up diagnosing themselves with trauma or disorders that they don't actually have. So that being said, the trick my therapist gave me is a five step formula. Step number one. Describe the situation as objectively as possible. I'll use the boundary that I set with my parents as an example for for each one of these steps, but I'll change some of the details so as to respect their privacy. And I'll say I'll say each step as I would say the boundary if you know if I was saying it to my parents. So step one. As we're talking, I'm hearing you say that blank parent is lazy and just sits around all day. Step two, describe how the situation or person's actions make you feel. And I like to include in this, you know, any physical sensations that you might be having, any thoughts, any of that. So as I'm hearing you say this, I feel uncomfortable. My chest feels kind of tight and I want to leave the room. Step three, describe what you are telling yourself about or because of the situation or person's actions. As I'm feeling this and hearing you say these things, I'm telling myself that I am lazy because I have similar habits. Then we move on to step four, which is the actual making a request. This is the part that I think most people probably think of when they think of setting a boundary, the asking part. So in this case, I believe I said something like, as we move forward, please don't talk poorly about blank parent with me again. And then step five, which for me is the most difficult part. Let go. I've said it once, I will say it a million more times, and I'm not the first person to say this. We can only control our own thoughts, actions, reactions, and emotions. When you make a request, you are doing just that, requesting something. No one has to honor that request. They could very well say no. I learned, and this is something I talked about in my last episode with my sister, that it's not my job to try and control other people's responses and actions. All I can do is decide if, based on someone's actions, whether or not I want them in my life or not. If someone doesn't honor my request, or I should say, if they make no effort to honor the request, because I've also had to learn that people, you know, people are human and they're going to make mistakes and it's more important to focus on their intention 
opposed to them not getting it right immediately. So I've learned that if they are making no effort to honor this request, then all I can do is decide whether or not I want to continue with our relationship as it currently exists. That's all I can do. That's step five. Step five is letting go of control. The parent example that I just gave you all was obviously very, it was a very formal example of the full boundary setting process. In reality, I think I said something along the lines of, hey, when I hear you speak poorly about blank parent, it makes me really uncomfortable and it puts me in an uncomfortable position where I feel like I have to choose sides between the two of you. So please, in the, in the future, don't speak negatively about them to me. Like we talked about last week, communication isn't following a direct script. If I tried to follow the exact five-step formula every single time that I set a boundary, 95% of the time, it would sound so forced and weird. Even as I was thinking about, you know, the things that I would say here, and I wrote down what, what each of those things that I would say in that step was, so you wouldn't sit here listening to me like, um, uh... <laughs> But if, if I follow that formula, it would sound so forced and weird. And the most important parts that I take away from it and make sure that I use every time are the expressing how the situation makes me feel, using an I statement, and then making the request. Those are the two important parts. If I had to sum it down to only those two, that's what I would use. That's my way of setting a boundary, my friends. That's <laughs> that's how I approach boundary setting in my life. There's one more thing that I want to add before we wrap up this week's episode. And it's that I've noticed boundaries are great tools for me to look at, you know, what patterns I have in relationships or what blockages I may have that I want to work on. When I look back to my relationship with my high school ex, with Joseph, it's so weird for me to call him Joseph, <laughs> I notice there the start of a pattern that I still have today, which is me getting deeply uncomfortable when someone else expresses feelings for me and I don't share those feelings. I came across a text recently when I was I was doing my... um. <laughs> I was doing what we all say we shouldn't and I was reading my old text messages so I came across them and it was someone that I was talking to in December and I have a pretty significant history with and they texted me miss you and I sent back a photo of the cappuccino that I had just made <laughs> and I said look at this delicious coffee I just made <laughs> Uh, I don't know why it, it makes me uncomfortable to receive attention from someone when I'm not at that level yet. And that's probably a conversation for my therapist, but <laughs> it is a pattern that I have recognized through my boundary setting. Now, before I set a boundary, I like to sit with myself and ask why I want to set it, why I feel like it needs to be set, and what I would do if the request wasn't honored. 
it's been quite telling and uh, a tactic that I refer to all of you as an introspection tool. Thank you all for tuning in this week. I greatly appreciate it, as always. For my potentially new listeners, you can connect with me further on social media. I talk about a bunch of cool stuff on there as well. You can find me at at Kitty Starchild on TikTok or at kitty.starchild on Instagram. And I do want to make a quick announcement. You've probably heard at the end of my other episodes about my Patreon. I am shutting down my Patreon, at least for a little bit. Some of you know I'm in the process of, of transitioning from my freelance writing work that I have been doing since September into full-time content creation. And as I'm sorting that out, I just want to get everything together. So I am going to be putting the Patreon, 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 yeah, Patreon <laughs> on pause for a few months. It will be back. And when it is, I'll be able to dedicate more time and energy into it. So Thank you all again, my friends. I love you, and I will talk to you next week.